Happy Wednesday! Happy May nineteenth, twenty twenty one. What? Eh, eh. Go, go. So, um, I didn't really record. I wasn't feeling well the last few days, but I didn't record anything on Sunday. Honestly, I was just dead on tired on Sunday. Um, I went to my first church fellowship since moving down here. And um, I was very blessed that my pastor allowed me to tag along to Miss Joy's house. And the craziest thing is two years ago, um, in 2019, I had visited and surprised him. Um, again, I've known my pastor, Reverend Enrico White, since 2004, thereabouts, 2003, 2004, he and I met. And um, one of the most realist, um, loving brothers who just loves people for who they are and how they are. No respect of persons. He is truly a man of God. Um, and so he allowed me in 2019 when I came and surprised him at his church. I was still living in New York. And he said, um, hey, why don't you come to eat with me? And I was like, great. And and his mom was still alive. So I'm thinking I'm going to treat my friend and his mom to dinner. No, he takes me with him to Miss Joyce's house for a down-home, Southern-style fellowship meal. And I say down-home because it reminded me, it almost brought me to tears because it reminded me of how my family used to do when uh, we were younger, we would just go to somebody's house and just fellowship. There would be nothing but food and laughter. And um, so he took me with him in 2019. And this past Sunday, he took me again. And I went and I saw Miss Joy and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I was like, and I, I had to tell her, I said, you know, I've been talking about you for the last few years. And um, I just wanted to say thank you because I'm so appreciative you didn't have to allow me into your home and here it is you're allowing me in your home during a pandemic and um, I'm just so grateful for this time and especially because the people I was around just so happens I had met them two years ago um, and I was just blessed to be around them and because there were so few people there this past Sunday. Uh, we got to have more intimate conversations. And I just want to say, Jen, you're hilarious. And um, Ms. Raz, I just, I just want to thank everybody. And I said it very openly, and I'll say it again um, publicly. I have yet to be overwhelmed um, with food down in North Carolina, I am not impressed. The only place that I have been in North Carolina that has had consistently good food, two places actually, um, top of the list, top of my list is Miss Joy's house. <laughs> so Miss Joy always has this huge spread of food. Now, don't get me wrong, I can't eat everything at Miss Joy's house because she had greens with ham hocks and Southern style uh, string beans with ham hocks and 
she had ribs. So, you know, I don't eat beef. I don't eat pork. I couldn't eat any of that um, because I have a small bowel obstruction. I was diagnosed with a small bowel obstruction in um, March of 2019. That's going to be a podcast in and of itself because when God says something to you, you need to listen. If, if you're a Christian or if you just believe in a higher power, you don't have to necessarily be a Christian, but you believe in a higher power, you believe that gut feeling that you have. Well, my gut feeling ended up being a small bowel obstruction. But um, long story short, there I, I have very uh, I have a very strict diet that I'm supposed to follow, and um, sometimes, well, no, most times I do I do follow it. Um, again, this is since 2019. So I've been very good doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, so I'm not in pain. And it's hard some days. But I tell people, because the list of what I cannot eat is much longer than the list of what I can eat. So I always tell people, well, uh, when I start telling them what's on my list of things I should not be eating, uh, berries, most fruit, because fruit has either small seeds or stringiness to it. So like mangoes, pineapples, I cannot eat those anymore. Um, like I said, all berries are out for me. I cannot eat strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, um, blueberries, all because of the small seeds in them. Uh, look up small bowel obstruction. There's a whole lot of stuff I can't eat. I can't eat spinach. I cannot eat broccoli unless it is boiled to death. Carrots, unless they are boiled to death, which I actually like broccoli boiled to death, which is really funny. Um, I don't know why. I just really, really do. I enjoy uh, al dente broccoli also. I'm not big on cauliflower, but I'll... Um, I'll eat cauliflower. I'll eat raw cauliflower and raw broccoli with dip. Um, I'm not supposed to eat cabbage. I'm not supposed to eat Brussels sprouts. So people usually ask me, oh my gosh, what can you eat? And I say cookies and cake <laughs> and white rice and white potatoes. <laughs> And that keeps me going. Um, so basically all of the fattening stuff is fine for me to eat because that stuff is soft and it digests well. A lot of people don't realize that wheat does not digest well in your system. And because I have digestive issues, I cannot eat wheat any longer or any whole grains for that matter um, because they just don't digest well enough for my system. Nevertheless... Miss Joy's is one of my favorite North Carolinian spots to eat at. And one my other absolute favorite spot to eat at is Fat Sam's. Where's Fat Sam's, you ask? In my daggone kitchen. So <laughs> I have not found anywhere that is consistently good um, and that I would want to patronize. There just isn't anywhere. So uh I have a, a date with some of the ladies we're going to get together and I'm going to cook and hopefully, prayerfully, I'll get some more 
customers by cooking. So anyway, the name of this podcast, um, You Don't Know My Name. This thing has been bothering me. Oh, it's woken me out of my sleep. It has... made my stomach hurt. This thing has been on my mind. I had to get it out real quick. I actually have a meeting to go to and I need to be leaving in the next 30 minutes. So I'm going to shut this down and try not to be too tangential. And um, if you have not figured it out, I'm an extremely loquacious person. And yes, I can use large words. Um, I did very well on my SAT for the English part. I was never good at math, (laughs) so I did horribly on the math portion. But my SAT for English, I did very well. Nevertheless, (laughs) should I say, irregardless, (laughs) that's not a word. So regardless of what uh, people may think, I utilize my extensive vocabulary when necessary. Most times I'll use simple words and it's fine because um, I'd rather have someone understand what I'm trying to convey. You don't have to always go to a dictionary, but uh, one of the things I wanted to say, shout out to our ancestor, Malcolm X. Today is his birthday, and um, I'm a bit of a fan of Malcolm X because of what he stood for. And some people may agree, some people may not agree. I personally don't care. The fact is, the man changed his life and he was ever changing he was ever evolving and at all times it was okay this is going to bring me closer to God I'm going to do this this is going to bring me closer to God and God's purpose for me I'm going to do this so he ended up changing his name um Al-Hajj Malik Al-Shabazz he went on his pilgrimage to Mecca that's something I really really want to do and this all goes together believe it or not Um, because you don't know my name, and in saying that, let me, what should I say, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Samara, and a lot of people mispronounce my name. When I was younger, most people I knew could not, for whatever reason, or chose not to, I believe, as an adult, chose not to pronounce my name correctly. Uh, Some people did it because they just didn't know. And one of the things that I never, I I had a thing about my name, I did not like my name mispronounced. So when I was a little kid, I would just go with the flow, you know, call me whatever you need to call me. I know who the hell I am. But the problem with that when you allow people to call you what they want to call you, as opposed to not learning your name, is, is one thing someone calling you a nickname, as long as it's not derogatory, 
But someone calling you out of your name, if, if that's not your name, that's not your name. They didn't name you. I will say one thing about my mother. My, my mother named me very purposefully. And um, Samara means princess. It is the female equivalent um, of Samir, which is prince. And it's Egyptian. It's an Egyptian name. They also, it's also a uh, city in Russia. And um, I, I, I was over the top excited because I want to say it was 2009, the, no, excuse me, 2019, the soccer, no, no, it was 2018, now that I think about it, 2018, the soccer championships, the city of Samara was all over international news, and they were pronouncing it the way my name is pronounced. The problem is people look at my name and they automatically say, Samara, because Tamara is a name, and it's um, an American name. Unfortunately, my name is not an English name, and because my name is not the English version, version excuse me, it is not pronounced the way you would in, you know, in America. My name is not American. So, um, it's, let me see, the meaning is guardian or protected by God. And I take that to heart. I love that. Um, that's in Arabic and Hebrew. I, I take that to heart and I, I am grateful for that name. Um, when I was I want to say 2015, 2015, I legally changed my middle name because I did not like my middle name, nor did I like the meaning of my middle name. And I took it upon myself to say, I am no longer that. I am now this. So I legally changed my middle name. I'm not going to say what it was. The people who know what it was, it's no longer that. And um, in fact, those are the people who I hit up first and say, hey, look, I changed my name legally. So my legal middle name still begins with a D, but it's not what it was. But um, I chose to look at myself and say, this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be. And so I refused to look back. Now in saying you don't know my name, not only do people choose not to learn my first name, they don't even know me. So the one thing that a lot of folks, and I, I had a conversation many years ago, I said, um, I don't remember who I said it to, but I said it to someone somewhere in my life, I said, you can always tell when about someone met me by the way they pronounce my first name. Most people call me Sam because that is my name. That is what my mother named me. She wanted a daughter named Sam. So that is my name. And the majority of people in my life 
refer to me as that. Also, when I was in grade school, going back to the mispronunciation of my name, um, because people did not know how to pronounce my name, as well as just would not pronounce my name correctly, I would just say, just call me Sam. So the majority of my teachers growing up, the majority of my classmates growing up, everybody called me Sam. And they called me Sam because that's how I introduced myself. When I said my name is Samara, they just couldn't understand that for some reason or they chose not to understand it. I don't know what it was. Um, but you know when someone or when about someone met me because of how they pronounced my name. So there are a good number of these people in the world who pronounce my name Samara. And don't get me wrong, I correct them because that is not my name. You don't get to name me. You don't get to tell me what my name is. I remember someone who knows my mother put on my Facebook page, I, I put the uh, pronunciation, the correct pronunciation of my name. And the person said, oh, so now that's your name? No, dear, that was my name from birth. You have my mother's phone number. Go call my mother and ask my mother what my name is if you have a question. You don't have to take my name, my word for it. Ask the person who was there before I was there. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm always astounded because people try to tell me what my name is. You don't know my name. How the hell do you know? You weren't there when I was born. I take my mother's word for what my name is. <laughs> she was there. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I correct people in the pronunciation of my name. And now I'm trying to be something different. Yes, I am. I'm trying to be brave. I'm trying to be courageous. I'm trying to stand in my own power and not allow it to be taken from me. And there is a point where I look at my life and say, I have allowed my power to be taken from me. You don't know my name. Bruh, you don't know me. You think you know me. And... um. <laughs> I laugh at it. I really do. Now, I used to get so enraged because a lot of people don't realize my mother used to hear people mispronounce my name and she used to yell at me. And so that really gave me a complex. And I understood what she was yelling I'm, as an adult. <laughs> as an adult, I can understand why she was yelling at me. But as a child, all I knew was my mother was yelling at me because people didn't pronounce my name. And I remember very distinctly one particular day when my mother said, why don't you get people to pronounce your name correctly? And they said, they don't know how to. Looking back with adult eyes, they knew how to. They chose not to. So... As an adult, it makes me wonder, why would you choose to call a child what you want to call them? I remember I had a, um, I had a substitute teacher. I was in grade school, and I had a substitute teacher. 
And the substitute, in fact, I was in junior high school very specifically. Um, the substitute teacher kept saying, Samara, Samara, Samara. And I said, Samara. And the teacher said, what? Samara. And I said, Samara. Samara. And went on with what she was saying, taking attendance. And I'm like, I corrected you. And you still call me what you want to call me. And I waved it off. I don't wave that crap off now. I remember seeing a, um, a meme. And I'm trying to remember who was it. I want to say it was um, Uzo Aduba. I'm absolutely positive it was Uzo, Uzo Aduba. And she had written that um, her mom, she, she wanted to be called Zoe. And I want to say, I'm correct in saying this. She wanted to be called Zoe because people in her school did not say her name correctly. And her mother was very poignant in saying, well, they learned how to say Tchaikovsky, and they learned how to say Michelangelo. They can learn how to say Uzomaka. And I wish to God I had someone saying that. My mother was just like, okay, whatever, child. Oh, she didn't appreciate it. She didn't like it. But she allowed me to give my power away. And... I'm looking at it like that because I didn't have power as a child. So I didn't have someone who was standing behind me saying, oh, you're going to pronounce my child's name correctly. That's what you're going to do. My mom wasn't that mom. My mom was very nice to people. As far as I remember, my mom was very nice to people. Um, not that she gave her power away either. But uh, she was just very nice. She was not complacent. She was just very nice to people. Um, and she allowed me to go through what I needed to go through. And that's that. Um, one of the things I wanted to say in regards to not knowing my name and, and not knowing someone's name is you hear certain things about a person and you take it as fact. You know, gossip. You weren't there. How the hell do you know? But you take it as fact. You don't know that person. Even if you know them, you don't know what they've gone through. Most of us are experiential learners. And life has taught us to be the way we are, whether good or bad. So... You see someone and you say, oh my gosh, they're back on drugs. DMX supposedly died from an overdose. Ah, oh, he just couldn't stay off the drugs. You don't know what was going on in that man's life that made him go back to drugs. 
You don't know how many times he tried rehab, whether it was publicized or not. You don't know what happened in his life that made him say, this is my way out. You just don't know. You think you know. And so many people staying on DMX for a minute, so many people were saying, oh, well, y'all should have been there for him when he was alive. You can't say how someone was there for someone unless you were there and unless you're that someone. I know who was there for me. I know who turned their back on me. I know who tried to help me in the only way they knew how. I know who has given me money. I know who has said, uh, I just ain't got it. I know who has given me food. I know who has given me a place to rest my head. But you don't because you don't know me. You don't know who was there when they could have been somewhere else. You don't know who I pushed away. No idea. People live their lives and we only see one dimension. Even if you know that person intimately, I, I, I dated someone and um, I dated this guy off and on for 11 and a half years. And he was my friend first. We were friends and um, we ended up dating. And the most amazing thing happened one day. I sat down and really talked to him and I asked him about his childhood. And I never would have suspected he was very eloquent in his speech. He was very learned. He spoke as a highly educated person, highly educated. Um, I'm very proud to say that I, I try to stay around smart people. Uh, nev you never want to be the smartest person in a room because then... You're just dumb. Um, <laughs> so you always want to be around people who challenge you. So uh, in that in that regards, um, shout out to Shamika, my favorite overachiever. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Reverend Simon and Josie. I, I love hanging out with them because um, they are just so highly intelligent and they're my favorite overachievers. Um, so shout out to them. But this one guy, in, in speaking about him, I said something to one of my family members about him. Um, we were like, we went to some family event, he and I. Um, and then one of my one of my siblings said, I didn't know he didn't graduate high school. I said, no, he only has a GED. Oh, my gosh. You would never suspect that. I said, well, you're not supposed to. He's still intelligent. He just didn't go to school. It doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't make him an idiot. It just means he didn't go to school. You don't know my name. You barely know my name. You don't know anything about me. You don't know my fears. 
You don't know what keeps me up at night. That same young man, well, he's not really young. <laughs> he's not young. <laughs> but um, that same dude, I remember uh, when we started dating and we would be together and then break up and then be together and break up. And I would tell him, you know, just stay the hell away from me. Leave me alone. <laughs> and he just wouldn't go away. <laughs> And um, and he would wear me down. He was very persistent. I would give him that always, always. He'll always have that respect for me because he was very persistent. And he would wear me down. And I remember I had um, I had a guy friend, and <laughs> the guy friend would say to me, well, the guy friend had said to me, "Why do you keep going back to that dude?" <laughs> You need to be done with him. He's this and he's that and would say such derogatory things about him. And I'd say, yeah, but he's very persistent. <laughs> he's very persistent. <laughs> I couldn't stay away from him because he would just wear me down. And finally I said, all right, we can hang out. All right, we can go out. All right. <laughs> and he definitely would always charm me because that's just who he is. And it's nothing negative in that at all. Um, I, that's why I said in, in one of my podcasts, I said, I, I will always love him because our good days were great. And um, I have a lot of things that I can say about him and smile. And I rather concentrate because we're all human. I rather concentrate on the good things um, in regards to anyone in my past. Uh, some people in my past, I can't help but concentrate on the absolute negative things and um you know that's just who they are but um I rather look at my life and look at all of the positivity and realize that if I did not if I had not gone through what I had to go through I wouldn't be where I'm at right now so I am grateful for everyone in my past, and I'm grateful that you're in the past. <laughs> because trust me, my future is very bright, and I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for some of the stuff that I am not going to release right now. There are certain things that are going on in my life, and I am not at the point where I can release them to the world. So I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful for the hurt when I say people really don't know me. I'm not, let me tell you something, I can hold a grudge. Ooh, I can hold a grudge. But what I've learned, I don't need to. I don't need to. My life is still going to go on. Whether I want it to or not, life is going to keep on happening as long as you're alive. So if I sit there and I hold a grudge and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, oh, you did this and I'll never forgive you. And yeah, no, guess what? Good. That's who you are. I accept it. God bless you. When it comes to, I, I know I said it in my last podcast and, and that's another thing. Um. 
my last podcast, I was in my feelings. I was all the way in my feelings. And so I thank everyone who took the time to listen to that podcast and, you know, click subscribe because here I am, I'm doing my musings and um, I'm going to get with some people because this is not just about me. It's not just about my story. I know so, so many people and we all have been through some things. We all have a good story to tell. We all have a bad story to tell. We all have some in-between stories on how we got to where we are, whether we feel we're succeeding or not. Someone can relate to the things that we've been through. And um, quick shout out to my girl, Denise. Denise Daniel, my girl, you are the inspiration for this podcast because when I first started talking about doing this years ago, Denise is the person who said, I want you to get to the point where you don't just interview people. People need to hear your story. So I started this podcast out with my stories and we're going to talk about other people's stories. But yeah, I am going to tell some of my story because there are portions of my story that people don't know, have absolutely no clue about, but somebody can relate to, someone can get a blessing from. So I'm going to tell my story and I don't want to hurt anyone because it's not about telling my story in order to bash someone else. No, it's just, Learn from my story. And if you can't learn from it, maybe you know someone who needs to know that they're not the only ones. They don't have to go through it thinking that it's just them. I have a, a thing that I call only Sam moments. So I have so, so many only Sam moments. Only Sam would wake up one morning, you know, I think it was a Wednesday, I don't know, in like 2008, 2009, with an eye disease. <laughs> I woke up with an eye disease. Who does that? <laughs> Only Sam. <laughs> and when I went to the doctor, um, I, I went to the hospital and there was a huge flu outbreak that was crippling the city at the time. And they, um, I couldn't open my eyes. They took me to a room by myself and I was so scared because I couldn't open my eyes and I couldn't see. And so I had to trust. So I, the person came to me and said, hey, I'm the nurse. I'm gonna take you to a room where you're gonna be quarantined by yourself. And I said, am I contagious? And the woman said, no, everyone else is. And we don't want you to get more sick. And so I'm trying to open my eyes to see if the person had one scrubs, because all I could think of was, oh my gosh, I'm so damn trusting. 
<laughs> I could be being, I, I, somebody could be kidnapping me and I don't know because I'm being led away like Stevie Wonder. So I kept saying, are you really a hospital um, representative? Are you really a hospital employee? And it was a young man. And the guy was like, yeah, I really do work here. I'm sorry, you can't really see me. And I said, I've got to trust you. I have to. And I said, but I, I got the Lord on my side. <laughs> and he said, no worries. God's going to protect you. And I said, all right. <laughs> and I remember being all by myself in a room and just praying. And that's all I did. I just kept praying, praying, praying. But those were only sad moments. Um, but there are other people in the world. I, it was, I don't even remember the name of that eye disease, but it was some rare eye disease that I had contracted, contracted. Um, and when I asked the doctor, I said, well, how, how does one get an eye disease? And the doctor said, it's just one of those things. No, it's not just one of those things. I need to know, show of hands, who in here has had a daggone eye disease? Just woke up with an eye disease. And I, I actually, I didn't wake up with one. I went to bed with one because I drove from choir rehearsal. And that's how I remember. It was a Wednesday. Oh, excuse me. It was a, a Wednesday, but I woke up on a Thursday. So choir rehearsal was Wednesday at, on, um, at that time. And I kept saying, my, my eyes are burning. My eyes hurt so badly. I'm driving and the reflection of the headlights hurts my eyes. I don't know what the problem is. I thought I was having an allergy attack, which out of nowhere I'll do. You know, just like the other night, I broke out in hives. So I was like, oh, okay, this is a nice little break in the monotony. So I take some Benadryl, it goes away. I took the Benadryl and woke up the next morning and couldn't open my eyes. And um, so, yeah, had to be taken to the hospital. That's a whole nother story. Nevertheless, um, only sad moments are real things. And I recognize and realize that God allows me to go through what I go through in order to bless someone else because there's a testimony after the test. So you don't know my name. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know how long it took me to get out. We look at people and we make our assessments of them from the things we think we know we hear about them and we say, okay, well, I can stand on authority. You can't stand on authority of something you heard from somebody else. If you didn't hear it from the horse's mouth, <laughs> I'm going to keep my words clean. If you didn't hear it from the horse's mouth, then don't go carrying it like a donkey. <laughs> One of the things I um, uh, most people don't realize about me, I don't curse. Uh, that's a choice that I made when I was 27 years old, about 27 years old. And I made that choice after I almost cursed my little brother. No, I did curse my little brother out. Cursed him out. Cursed him out. 
because he was 17 and he thought his thing didn't smell. His stuff smelled so bad, it was rank. Plus he was a boy, so he had that boy smell. And cursed him out and then went to fight him. Because <laughs> my thing is, you look me in my eye, I could fight you like a grown adult. <laughs> so I'm almost 30, my brother's not even 20, and I'm ready to fight him. And I'll never forget that day because um, he's yelling and screaming at me. So I'm yelling and screaming back at him, cursed him all the way out. We were, at, we were in my parents' house. And I told him, You'll, you do not talk to me like I'm one of your little high school friends. I'm a grown effing woman, and you're going to treat me with the respect that you owe me. And especially my, my issue was, I do everything that he wants, everything that he needs, and you're still going to talk to me like I'm some person off the street, like I'm not the person who will stop my day to come get you when you're sick. I'm not the person who will stop my day to cook for you just because it's you, and you talk to me any old way? Oh, no, you won't. Let me show you. So I reached out. We were up in one another's faces, and I reached out and grabbed him by his throat. <laughs> I promise you I remember it like it was yesterday. I reached out and grabbed him by his throat. <laughs> and my mother appeared like Dracula. She just appeared, and she appeared in between us. And to this day, I don't know how she got there because I reached out with my right hand because I have a wicked left. Oh, maybe I did reach out with my left hand because I have a wicked right, too. If I reached out with my right... No, I reached out with my right hand because I was going to punch him with my left hand. And my mother just, poof, was in the middle of us, right there. And she said, you let him go. And, um, and that's the other reason I remember why it was my right hand. I left my brother with marks. He had fingerprints on his throat. Like somebody had grabbed him by his throat, which someone did. But he, he had marks. He had the imprints on his neck. And it would only stay for a couple of days. But yeah, there was going to be some stuff. Um, <laughs> but the reality is I took a seat and said to myself, there is absolutely no reason that I had to let that get out of control and speak to my brother the way I spoke to him because he is 10 years younger than me and he has to go through the things that he has to go through. But I needed to understand that there's a better way for me. So one of the things that Malcolm X was famous for was saying the reason a person curses is because they don't have an extensive enough vocabulary to find the words that they need to articulate the, the feelings. And I have an extensive vocabulary, so there's no reason for me to curse. Now, that's not to say I can't curse. I can, and I can do it. 
so eloquently, it makes it a different language. Because I'm very learned in curse words. I used to say them a lot in my 20s. But, again, I have an extensive vocabulary, so I choose not to. And that's just a little something about me. So, in saying salute, Baba Malcolm X, we miss you, wish you were here, continue to sleep in peace. Um, that's something that I gleaned from reading the autobiography of Malcolm X many times and in a number of books about Malcolm X. But um, I'm also going to give my shout out because I'm, I got to get ready to leave because it's way past 430. Um, but I, I need to say a shout out to Anthony Sanderson, who I pray to God is watching over me and will always be in my heart, my good friend, my pain in the butt. He was my bully. His birthday was yesterday, and I really didn't want to talk to anyone, and I was in my feelings, and usually I post for his birthday. But all I did was um, stay in prayer because I, um, I miss him. That was my friend. And he would have been 50 yesterday. And no one understands that like no one understands our conversations Troy and I never got together um <laughs> we could have we could have we talked about it months before he died we talked about it years before he died and um you knew I loved him he, he was my friend he was my favorite bully. Ooh, he'd get on my nerves. He was such a bully. <laughs> and then he never seemed so tall until we got to high school. And it was like, when the heck did you get up there? And then he was just big. And um, I, I thank God for the, the time that I had with him. He was such a jerk. He was such a jerk. But I, I miss him. Oh, my God, I miss him so much because there are certain things that I was able to talk to Troy about. And he would give me his honest opinion, which was always crass. <laughs> he would say some very, very inappropriate things all of the times. And then he would always sound like Chester the Molester. How's your cousin Danielle doing? Tell Danielle I said hi. I ain't going to tell my cousin nothing. Stop looking at my cousin. <laughs> so that's how we always would have a conversation about my cousin because he had a thing for my cousin. And um, <laughs> yeah, I miss Troy, Troy the Burger Boy. Um, anyone who knew him, he, he truly touched them. So happy birthday in heaven, Troy boy. And um, Anthony, I love you. That's my hashtag, Anthony, I love you. I love you, Anthony. And um, I'm going to leave this the way it is because I had so much more to say, but I got to go. I got to meet him, and I don't like to be late. So that's it. Just a quick revelation. I 
got off my chest what I needed to get off my chest in the last podcast. Trust and believe, I live my life with joy. I thank everyone, everyone who took the moment to listen and truly hear me and hear what I was saying. I thank everyone who reached out to me. Um, a very, very special shout out. In fact, I'm going to do an, another podcast, a very special shout out to Susan Sirisky Parks. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. Um, I love you and I appreciate you and I'm grateful to God that he brought you back into my life. Um, I said, I'm um, a lot. I can't stand that. I said, I'm um, a lot and I said, so a lot. And that's really just because of my nerves, you know. That's a, a whole nother thing. You know, you, people don't realize I, I just, I get nervous with public speaking. Not that I can't do it. I actually can do it and I can do it well. I, I'm able to enunciate correctly if I know the pronunciation of certain words. The problem is, I don't like talking in front of a lot of people, but God is changing that. And so I must change despite how I feel about it. So I got to go and I have to get my clothes out of the washing machine, put them in the dryer before I would leave my house. So toodles for now. God bless you. Goodbye.